0: And welcome to the Rugby Bits pod. And today we are joined by Jared. Hi. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks and you Sean. It's been it's been a while. Hey? Well, it definitely yes. feels like it's been a while.
0: <laughs> it's been ages. And Tala's gonna join us a little bit later. But flip, it's it's been long, man. We've uh we had a failed podcast recording. I think I'm gonna take the blame. Well, no, I don't think I am taking the blame for that. Um stuff went tits up on my end and spoiled the whole pod. So Thanks to Duran for trying to save it, Um, but he couldn't. He saved so many of our pods as it is. So it was inevitable one would fall through. Um, And then we missed last week, and it's just been crazy, even this week trying to get stuff together. So, sure, we got it going. Tyler's busy fighting through some technical issues on his side, and then he'll pop in. But, um, Jared, a good, good weekend of Champions Cup rugby just a little brief intro with champions cup and challenge cup for the South African side. You happy, unhappy?
1: Yeah, I I think it was a good weekend. Um, I even put it out on Twitter that I thought it was a good weekend. And, uh, from what we, what I think we can take away from it is that, uh, yeah, it's not going to be easy sailing in Europe. And, uh, the storm has found that out this weekend, but I think they were well aware of what was coming at Claremont. And, uh, yeah, big ups to um, the cheetahs as well, picking up a decent result. And uh, yeah, the lines came close, but uh, no cigar, as the saying goes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll dive uh, deep deeper into the South African sides, specifically in the Champions Cup, and we'll touch on the South African sides in the Challenge Cup after we tackle something that we've even missed a pod before. Our long, a long wait was. Our first phase, and I thoroughly enjoyed this. I had so much, so much fun thinking of different, uh, trying to find images for players to put them up. I, I really, really enjoyed it. But this week's first phase is name a rugby player and what his occupation would be in an alternate universe. And we had some absolute cracking replies. But Jared, you've got a couple of goodies.
1: Yeah, so um, my standout one is that I believe uh, Artie Sevier, even in this universe, would be a good salesman. I mean, he seems to <laughs> sell so many people with that ridiculous dummy that uh, he should be. What we can go through the cliches that he could sell us to an Eskimo, and <laughs> yeah. So I I I, I, th- I think it's uh that's pretty straightforward. Um, I, the other one that I could probably try a wangle is that. Uh, Roman Intermac would be um, some sort of serial killer. I've spoken in the in the past about him being a psychopath, <laughs> and he, he has extreme his levels head. of calmness. Yeah, he, like nothing seems to phase <laughs> the dude. So I don't know how you'd make money as a serial killer. Maybe a, a hired oh, gunman or something like that. Me. But uh, he would he would find Thank a way. He would find a way. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: I um I had a couple of some images of of. Of players, that's not your your general run of the mill image, um, like sort of non playing image. But there was a there was a great one of uh, uh, was Aaron Wainwright. He looks like a like a barber from Bree Street, yes, moustache <laughs> <laughs> and his glasses on. But the one that I went hunting for, and everyone will know, Andy Good, the man of the skullet, ex Sharks and England fly half, um, still uh, potting at the moment, uh, pretty outspoken. But he just looks exactly like the man in the corner at the pub, at the local, ordering a pint. sits down every day at four o'clock, has a beer. So <laughs> he's he's my he's my one. Um, sorry, Aaron Wainwright. I just found my tweet now. It wasn't wasn't um, a barber. He was. I said he was a mixologist. He had that that nice little moustache. Oh, you could go then yeah. order like like some 3000 year old cocktail and it'll be made with like <laughs> feathers from a peacock that doesn't exist anymore and shit like that.
1: Mm.
0: So yeah, you, you chose I, the
1: perfect image for that one.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I, when I looked at it, I was like nailed it. Um, yeah. Rian Lowe, Ringo, he's got a great, uh, YouTube channel on rugby and nice and unbelievable look at, at rugby. Ringo is just put <laughs> a double cab is Bucky, and he goes John Smith. Brilliant, uh, Thomas. Thomas, who who we had on the pod that I crashed um, from France, Thomas Corbett, who's been was such a great pod, and we can't wait to have him back on. But he just he's got a picture of Rory Cockett with his arms out, complaining, and I'm uh, anyone who's watched Rory Cockett will know that know that look, and then he just goes seagull. <laughs> <laughs> oh lovely um who else we got here dylan uh, uh, dylan jack also a friend of the pod Khaleesi, the public protector and then Ibn Etzebeth, the public protectors protector <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh,
1: the other one the other one that i loved was uh, michael hooper being a surf uh, shop owner
0: oh absolute that that by far is is the best one that that was by far well, far the best one. I'm trying to think who who oh, it was. It was Brett McKay. Um, Brett put it on from Raw. Uh, Michael Hooper, surf shop owner, also a great picture. We've got uh, Thomas. Also, he put a couple through. Nemanja Nadola, nightclub bouncer. I mean, Nemani's massive, but he's got a picture of him holding a full grown human being like it's nothing. Um, who else we got? Ah, oh, Macizoloma Pimpi and his. In his awesome threads, fashion designer aka Zoolander. That's from Sean Riley. Um, <laughs> your gift, Jared, on Fuff the Clack, uh, from Martin Princely goes Fuff the Clack, gymnast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, that no that one's definitely fair. Uh, um, I, I, uh, Oxen Chair is a bakery owner, I also love that. Or K oh, Connoisseur. No, and-
0: <laughs> and a and a, and a sly little punt there, but Ox def, he liked that tweet. I love it. Thanks, Ox. He's the cake master. You love it. Yeah, but it's a bit, professional wrestler. Um another one from France. How do I pronounce this, Jared? Boucherie Valley, mm, The top uh, top um website in and blog in France. All oh. by rugby. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Please forgive me, guys. I Boucherie, apologize, yeah, but I he's got is. Yeah, yeah. Lionel Baxi's international assassin. He's got like that linen suit with the hat on. <laughs> also good. Um, Andra Gil, believe in a polo prop. <laughs> 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 oh, that was amazing. Loved it. No, that's fantastic. Uh, who else definitely. have I got gotcha? you? And then I saved the best for last, but Christian Fowle, he just wrote there Lucania, I'm um, president.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair can't, argue. Fair
0: can't argue, can't argue, guys. I, if I missed you, I'm so sorry, but I absolutely loved it. It brought me a hell of a lot of fun and laughter. And um, we got a couple more of those rolling through every week. We'll do a first phase, and I'm saying that more too, so I can commit to it and make sure that we roll it out. But yeah, keep, please keep an eye on our socials for, for first phase. But <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, okay, Jared. Let's get tackling the Champions Cup. So the first round of the Champions Cup ran ran this weekend. It's uh, history being made if you've been living under a rock, but the South African sides made their debut. Um, Champions Cup for rugby lovers um, is the... It, it For me, being on both sides of the Southern, like Southern Hemisphere, Super Rugby growing up, and and then I've been following Champions Cup for a while. Champions Cup is probably um, the old format it got me to fall in love with is probably better and a little bit more ruthless than Super Rugby. Um, it was, uh, they have changed the format since COVID, which I am still undecided about whether it's a best shot or not. Okay, <laughs> there rubbish. we go. Thanks for that, Jared. Um, so just uh, uh, in the past uh, the previous format there were six pools um, first in every pool no there were yeah six first pools. two
1: yeah first, first in every pool and then the yes. next two best
0: first two in every pool and then the next two best third places and yeah sides like you had to win you must win your games your home and aways it was like it really got got crazy so Um, This format allows you to slip up every now and then and still be in contention, so we'll see how it goes. Obviously, they're expanding it. Um, We know from from Super Rugby days that expanding is not necessarily the best thing. Um, Incorporating new teams but keeping the same numbers is possibly the best, but we'll see how it goes. Now that I've finished bashing the thing that we're going to talk about, just a quick one. So. Champions Cup is the best from the URC, the best from the Premiership, and the best from the top 14. Play each other to be the champions of Europe. Slash F. And yeah, we're going to jump straight into the South African games. Jared, the Sharks at home to Quins, And this must have been a great game for you. Um, The Sharks ran away 39-31 winners, but Andre hasn't had a great game. So you basically were win-win, right?
1: I I I I'll tell I'll tell you what. Uh, it was uh it was a bit heart sore to see um Andre scoring two tries against the Sharks. I, I will admit that. Because I, I do love the guy, <laughs> but uh he, I, the Sharks are more important and uh it didn't feel right to him scoring against uh against them. Um he luckily he didn't go overboard with the celebrations or anything like that.
0: Or or win the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that too. Uh, to, but, but just to fill what everyone a performance in, performance from the Sharks.
0: Yes, the Sharks played very, very well. Coen uh, Bosch at 10, Buddha Chamberlain at, at 15 uh, is probably the big talking point, besides the other big talking point, and that is Makazoloma Pimpi is back and he's bad. Um, he, he had a great game. But the Sharks also played a large chunk of that game. Um, uh only fourteen men or oh, by a large chunk i mean the the last twenty minutes, oxen chair got sent off after fifty nine minutes before that um two minutes before that um uh, um bonambi got a yellow card, so the sharks were under the pump a little bit, but you know it was a great great game all round by the sharks they fell off a little bit at the end, which they are either not pitching up or they're falling off so but I think in all. It was a great performance by the Sharks. Uh, Van der Kork scored a wonder try. Um, he really he, he scored an incredible try from nothing. And the man's got gas and he fights hard for things. But all in all, a great result. Um, the Sharks were have been under the pump for a year, two years now. And they really performed on Saturday. They fell off a little bit, but I think this is... This is, this is that kind of watershed moment where the sharks almost like realize they're like, okay, you know, we, we know what we've got, what we're going to do. We need to now just start uh, stringing it together. And even though they fell off a little bit at the end and by no means will Neil Powell like that, I've almost had visions of them pitching up to, to training on Monday, just told to put their boots aside and sneakers and done like a 35 K run and think about what they did wrong because you know, he's, a, he's, he's, he's quite ruthless. He, he wants the best from everybody. But to do it against Quinns um, in that way, and Quinns love a comeback, and they did come back, and you can argue that the comeback was because of, uh, of the cards and all that and the, and, and the Sharks being tied, but phenomenal. Phenomenal game, great result. That's basically what you what you want in your opening game of the Champions Cup.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, yeah, it, I think it was a strong performance overall from the Sharks. Um, yeah, like you say, the Quins don't uh, give up very easily. They always uh, right there till the end of the uh, till the end of the game. And yeah, it's, things are looking up for the Sharks under Powell and Jesse. Can we talk about um, the Sharks scrum because they absolutely annihilated Quins. And to be fair, Quins have a decent pack. Like they are no pushover they got one of the better packs in the uh, in um the premiership like their attacking play is always spoken up but like when you've got poko Lowe and um joe marler in the front row like that's nothing to to like joke about that's a serious yeah. serious yeah. players and uh i think i think the only time the uh, queens actually got any kind of upper hand was once uh, the sharks had lost ox and they took um Sardi off
2: yeah. and
1: um uh, it it was Kiro that I think came on and absolutely monstered the sharks for one scrum and that was pretty much it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Carlos Sardi was incredible. I I did put out the the rugby bits South African champions cup team of the week and got a lot of heat for not putting Saadi at three. And uh, I just wanna say for the record, one of the main reasons behind that was we had so many <laughs> well I had so many Sharks players in that team already. <laughs> Thought I had to give another South African a bit of love, I, uh, I most certainly picked the wrong guy not to not to not to pick uh, not to put in the side because Sadi should have been the first name on the on the team sheet. So my yeah,
1: bad, was, I'll take uh, that. But it was uh, you must always remember the words from uh, Donny Craven. eh? you you always pick yeah, your um, starting start you first, and then your second and one your is your reserve <laughs> Exactly,
0: exactly. Uh, I've learned my lesson. Um, I'll, I'll most certainly be taking that forward. But, yeah, so I, I also thought, so um, Erne Herbst also I thought had a good game. Funny enough is last week he, he really had a good game. I've been keeping an eye on him. Um, someone who's really flown under the radar has gone to Quinns now and are really performing um, in the in the lock department. Probably had a good game. Kalisi, Chetuka, and Butalezi were great. Kalisi's um, in, in phenomenal form, as we all know. But they almost seem to be working out that balance quite nicely. Um, Itzabeth just just carries on, carrying on. But Jaden Hendricks, wow, wow, that that pass, the vision. I I like what was it a year ago, and and also when we under twenties played a couple of years back when he played with. Um, Oh. Uh, Nohamba. Who's the other nine? Nohamba. Nohamba. Sorry. Yeah. The when he played, I was like, Nohamba's definitely got the goods. I don't think Hendricks has got it. Okay, I was wrong. He's 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 trying to <laughs> come into his own, play his own game, sort out, settle everything. He has moved streets ahead of Sonelle Nohamba, just like everyone said he would. I uh, obviously wasn't seeing as much as everyone else, or blind to it, but. Flipping incredible game. So, so yeah, so Jared, so what's, well, where to from here for, for Quinns? I mean, you, you're not out of the Champions Cup, but you reckon, I mean, I suppose it's really hard for them to come to South Africa and, and do this straight up and, and face a shock side that really hit their straps in their first game.
1: Yeah, um the thing is is that we must also remember that uh Quince didn't have Marcus Smith. Now Tommy Allen is a, is a very good fly off but uh he he doesn't quite run that attack quite as well as what uh Marcus does. And they also had a thing mm-hmm. of playing um Tommy at fullback and Smith at fly off give them that dual playmaker with uh Tyron Green still out. So I, I think Smith will definitely make a uh, an impact once he's back. Um, and yeah, pretty much. Uh, I I don't think it's over for Quinns, but uh, it's it certainly um, they certainly still in with a shot. But it is going to be difficult. I think last year some teams went through with winning one game, drawing another, yeah, and yeah. losing another. So one one loss does not mean you're out. So. That's, that's yeah. the other thing with these. Uh...
0: So just a, a, a quick fill-in, the, 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 way, the way the Champions Cup works, there are two pools. is pool A and pool B. There are 12 teams in each pool. The top eight go through to the round of 16, okay? Then nine and 10 will qualify for the Challenge Cup, so they go straight into the Challenge Cup playoffs, and 11 and 12 fall away. So as it stands now, after Harlequin's loss, they're actually still in the Challenge Cup. So it, there is plenty still to do. I think if you get two bonus point wins, you probably end with the with a good shot of, of cruising and making it through. But yeah, okay, Sharks. So rating, quick one, a quick tap. Sharks rating out of 10.
1: Oof. Uh, I'm going to go eight um a little bit uh a point taken away for ox's red card he'll be just as disappointed as uh, everyone else about that and uh another point just because um i think they didn't like really step up as well as well as they probably could have when the red when they went down by a red card but uh i still think it was a good result overall considering the inconsistencies the sharks have had over the last two months or three months or okay.
0: whatever. Um, I'm going to go with a six. That was my gut feel was it's a six. Um, but that was just how they fell away and not finishing things off. So, but yeah. Let's
1: so jump t- on. T- Next t- game. Taking your part out of the, the, uh, the equation and you talk about three months ago when Sean Everett was in charge and I told you that the Sharks claimed the bonus point Champions Cup victory over Harlequins. Would you have been surprised? I think you would have.
0: It's only been one week.
1: Uh, yeah, um, yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. If you, yeah. if you throw it back in that context, good one. The
0: thing is, is we always knew. You take that. We always knew. Yeah, you I, take that as a Sharks
1: fan. Yes, yeah, exactly. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How can
2: you just dive coming in at the side of the road? here? Rich Richie McCaw, McCaw.
0: Yes. <laughs> Okay, Tyler, quick tap. What do you give your rating for the Sharks game?
2: Quick tap for the shock. Yeah, I agree with Jared. I think it's eight out of okay. ten. I think just in context, decent performance, tidy. But yeah, I still have a few gears in them. I think. Yeah. If, you know, I don't think their best players played. You know, brilliantly. Okay. Um, Pepsi obviously had a good game, for example.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, Tyler, well, well, I'm welcome, and I'm so super. They also glad-
1: didn't have Thomas the toy
0: Yes. 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 And look, I'm your arm I mean, we can go on forever, but that was yeah. meant to be a quick tap. That was a quick tap, and then a quick tap retake. Um, Tala, you've only just missed out on the on the Sharks roundup. We've still got uh, the rest of the South African sides in the Champions Cup, so you haven't missed too much, but welcome, welcome. I sent my apologies to the Dirt Trackers for destroying our last pod, and then we can blame Eskom for last week's one. But jumping straight back in now, Clement versus the Stormers. Um, a bit of a bitter pill to swallow for the Stormers, I feel. Um I think their fans and everyone expected a little bit more out of them and they didn't deliver. What I will say, though, is it was just really, I don't know how else to put it, but it was just really a shit performance by quite a few players. And it's nothing really to worry about because it was just one of, it was like a mulligan almost. It was one of those games where you just pack it up and you're like, okay, we don't even need to review this. Let's just carry on doing what we're doing because it was just one
2: of those crap ones. Tala, your, your thoughts on it? Yeah, from what it sounds like, I think the Storms were a bit immature in just how they manage the game. Um, you know, I think you need to come with a little bit of a different type of game plan when you're playing away, um, you know, in a place like Clermont or, some, or somewhere like that in the Champions Cup. And yeah, from, yeah, it did sound like that the Stormers were just, didn't really manage the game after they went ahead and... Then yeah, Clement was able to just put the pressure on them. And it was almost like those classical Clermont performances that we've seen for many years, even though this current vintage of the Clement team isn't as good as it, as it's been. But yeah, I think someone like Mani Lebac will learn a ton from a, a game like that into how to just, mm-hmm. you know, put the pressure back onto the team and into onto the opposition instead of, you know, trying to be as ambitious and attacking as you can be in December in Cape Town versus a cold day in, 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 in Clermont. Yeah. Jared, um, you know,
0: playing at the fortress, the Marcel Michelin, which, I mean, we, we all watched Clermont miss, um, uh, not, not lose a game in, in what, 40 something. So it was in three seasons. They didn't lose a game at home in all competitions. Um, you know, massive for the stormers, but where did it go wrong for the Cape Town side?
1: Yeah, I I think they sort of just got caught up in the in the atmosphere of the um Marcel Mesrillan and uh, sort of everything uh, when small things went wrong it sort of uh snowballed for them. So yeah, I th- I think uh, if the Stormers didn't have Dion Ferry on the pitch, they would have Copped quite a bit of a hard in, in the second half. I thought he had a great game, what a game particularly eh? in the first half. And then, like, he, he saved two tries in the first half um, for the Stormers. No, one in the first half, one in the second half. So, yeah, mm, I'd, what's mm. that extra 14 points? And, uh, yeah, then you're looking at a 38 14 walloping instead of a 24, uh, 24 14.
2: And four um, turnovers. Um, is, is right. I think. Yeah, four turnovers also
1: insane. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I don't and, think he made uh, him uh, in he the was, first half. <laughs> and and he was bullying uh, Nakalevu. And I mean, Sean, you've seen quite a bit of Nakalevu over the years. He is a beast of a man. And He's I mean a giant. Dion Free just pickpocketed at him like straight off one of the lineouts. Clement yeah. threw the ball to him, came charging up, and Dion Free just stole the ball from him. And yeah, so I I think Tyler's right. I think uh Marnie LeBoc will learn a lot from that. I think a lot of the Stormers players will learn from that game. Um it it's just it's such an imposing place to go to and it, uh, it's almost like I was trying to think how you compare it to other teams, and I would say one of the closest things you could go to is playing the All Blacks at Eden Park. Like there's an aura around it, even when the All Blacks are crap, they play well at home mm-hmm. at Eden Park. Um Claremont, no matter what team's going out there, are bloody difficult to beat at home. And they also John O'Gibbs coach side. Like, Especially in the
0: Champions Cup.
1: Yeah, any John O'Gibbs team is a good team. Like, we, uh, Rog gets all the um, plaudits about um, La Rochelle, but all the hard graft and groundwork was laid by John O'Gibbs. And the season after he mm, leaves, mm. they go and win the Champions Cup. A lot of that work is his. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Claremont are on a mission to win the Champions Cup by 2025. And with Gibbs there and, um, did that. They've just signed that um, Peter Gasu Akula. Uh, they're going to be a force in the next few years, I reckon.
0: Yeah. Now, there was a late change for the Stormers. Um, uh, Damien Willemser was playing at 15. They moved him into 12 because Dan Duplessis pulled out and then they started Clayton Blomakis. Now, when I saw that happen, I was like, well, there's really no worries there. Uh, Clayton Blomakis has had a good season. But unfortunately, Lubock Willemse and Blomakis, where which everything revolves around in the back line, just were a little bit um little bit stop start. So the 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 game, the the aura around it playing in France, um the the opposition, the champions cup and and possibly the temperature just kind of maybe just really hurt the guys a little bit. But I thought someone who I've been quite heavy on in terms of Abuse and outspoken about his form. Who is actually fighting back a little bit is uh, Herschel Yanchi.
1: Yeah, I I, th- I thought he had a, a decent game. No, um, yeah, I, I really do. I, I thought it was decent. Um, it's one of those games where you can see he's trying to get back into form, but uh, he still isn't. Um, I, I I thought he he looked a bit sharper. I think the standout for me was uh, Morat. Right between him uh oh, was the real stand up, but Morat was the other guy that was pretty decent. And uh thought Ruan Null had a dec- uh had a pretty decent game yeah. as well. But uh yeah you can see uh, things are coming uh, getting there for Yankees he's still trying to force it a bit I think and yeah eventually it will or come or come good.
2: Okay. Yeah Talent. Yes um just looking at the stats, just seeing the dominance that Clement had in the second half 63% possession in the second half and 77% territory. So, I mean, that shows wow. that, you know, not a good or not a well-managed game um, by, I think, the storm is there. And obviously that goes on the forwards, maybe not securing um, ball where they can. And obviously to the decision makers, you know, um, 9, 10, 12, and 15, not quite putting them in the right area. So you can't, it's very difficult to win games like that. Um, you know, even we know how the Stormers like to play from counter attack and they have a strong defense, they back themselves, but this is going too much over the line. And then, yeah, I think also another thing from the stats that's quite clear is France, just from a Clement perspective, um, France needs to make, you know, a bit of room for Terry Raka. I think he needs to come in as the number 11. Um, mm. You know, instead of playing yeah. um, Mofana there as a makeshift wing, I think he needs to get his opportunity soon.
1: You've you've okay. just forgotten about Villiers, that's all, Zala. You just haven't seen him play, and because he's injured, man. No, no, that's, no, no. That's, that's injured, the only yeah. thing. Yeah. Of course, yeah. no Villiers. Definitely I, I, still going to see it. why. Go on, Jared. Like I, 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 I get with. I I get what you're saying but like you can only have one lazy winger in your in your team and like they've got Penno like putting Raka there as well yeah (laughs) I I think putting Raka in there you just ask him for crap like he he doesn't I don't think he wants to defend so like he didn't have much defensive work to do against the Stormers and like put him against somebody like Curtly uh, Orrinson, he's just going to have a field day. So I, I, I get what you're saying with the, when you look at his stats and you see how he like dominates with his carries and stuff like that. But that, for me, he does want to defend and uh, test if wingers needed to defend, and I think that's his downfall all the time. Gents, quick tap.
0: Stormer's rating out of ten, Jared.
1: Uh <sighs> with Dion Faria 7, without Dion Faria 6? he only add one, eh?
2: Oof. Um, Four. I think, you know, the first, oh, the first sort of 25 minutes was great. Obviously, they went into a big lead, but, yeah, losing a game like that, it's a, yeah, it's obviously a good lesson, but, yeah, it's not, I mean, Clement's not been really that good in the top 14, so, it's a bit of a concern. So they'll have to obviously lift up their their game um, if they Mm. face Mm. other French teams away from home later.
0: Cool. I would have given, I I want to give them a five. So I think you and I are probably on the same page. Okay. Wrapping up the Stormers, uh, let's get into the final one. Jake White and the Bulls got a nice win at home against Lyon. Um, Jake White surprised all of us. Well, well, let me rephrase that. It surprised me with the side that he named. Um, quite a lot of youngsters in it. Um, but he has unearthed some talent. And one of those talented players is at nine. Van der Linde had an incredible game, got man of the match. The other is on the right wing, Novuka. Um, Jared, your thoughts on, on the Bulls? And obviously, we know Jake White has played... He's coached in the Champions Cup when he was at Montpellier. He knows how this tournament works. He has very, very shrewdly gone around building up his squad. We knew he was going to do it. But he's starting to bring players in and work, players that we haven't even been familiar with. And he's putting them in Champions Cup games to start, and they're performing. Does Jake have what it takes and has he put the right stuff in place for the bulls to go deep 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 in the champions cup this year
1: yo i i thought you were going to throw me the question that can the bulls win the champions cup and that would have been a lot easier but uh yeah i i think they can definitely go deep um yeah you never want to um you not you don't want to ignore a team that has more staying in it. we can always just remember that so yeah, it, it was it was a master stroke. Now we can say it was a master stroke having uh, in hindsight and that the Bulls actually won. But uh, it, it's it's an incredible ball, the result for the for the Bulls. That Leon side was quite uh, heavily changed, but it was still a decent Leon team that probably should have beaten the Bulls. So, yeah, hats off to Jake. I think the Bulls can go deep into the competition, but they will Definitely need some of their their bigger players back, and yeah, the good thing is that Jake realizes he has to um uh he has to stretch his squad and make sure that his depth is uh sorted for to go deep in both competitions, and he seems to be seems to be doing that the right way.
2: Um, did you guys hear this? Um, I saw AP um um tweeted about this earlier. Apparently Jake White said that apparently that um, South African teams won't be able to host knockout games from the quarterfinal onwards. Um, I didn't know that this was a rule. Um, I'm quite surprised by that. I don't know if it's just almost like a logistical thing because of obviously the up and down, the travel. But did anyone else know about this? Can someone confirm this? Because he basically, Jake White basically said that like it's almost unrealistic to have a South African team win the Champions Cup knowing that they have to play quarterfinal, semifinal and final in Europe. Jared, I'm going to send that straight to you, Matt. I, yeah,
1: I actually, I, I, I don't know. But if he's saying, if Jake is saying that, it, then it's probably true. But uh, yeah, who, who knows? Um, Jake could also be saying that because uh, I know he's a big, um, he doesn't like this whole traveling thing too much because they keep flying through Doha. And I know he's not happy about that.
0: Well, they need to chat to their management at the Bulls and make it not go through Doha. It's,
1: it's a sponsorship thing. It's a sponsorship. I thing. Give her Sorry, that.
0: I it's fine, yeah. Sponsor <laughs> yeah. us. Oh, listen, you're not you're not performing. We're pulling the sponsorship. Well, if you stop flying us all around the world every time we play a game, maybe we'll perform better. There we go. Apparently, conversation.
2: it's apparently travel's done. I just saw or oh, um, there's a bit of um, conversation about it on Twitter. Apparently travel is funded by SA Rugby. And obviously, you know, it's not, we're not really cash flush at the moment. So SRAGB is basically making them go through Doha. It's obviously cheaper. We have the sponsorship with Qatar um, Airways in the URC. But yeah, it means that they have to take almost a day to travel up and down from Europe. Um, so yeah, it's it's not going to change up until number one. I think we still aren't getting like our fair share of the URC money, apparently. Apparently you're getting only a third of that. So until those finances change, there will be more money for traveling, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I think this is also part of the reason why um, in the Champions Cup, they've just decided to rather have those knockout games um, away from home. But yeah, I think Mm -hmm. it's a conversation for another day, but we'll have to think about ways of maybe just, you know, if we have teams playing each other in the pool stage, they have to all play their South African games at one time and then play all the European games at one time or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another talking point. there were quite a few. So, um, but big one for me is Lizot provoker's hundredth game for the bulls. And I tell you what, I cannot wait for him to get back on form again because I'm a massive fan and he just missed out on the 2019 world cup squad. Um, but not just as in, it was a tough call, just as in he was good enough to go to the world cup, but just had two absolute beasts in front of him. So um, after the injury, he hasn't quite got back and I thought we might see a little bit more of him in uh, in 2019 and 2020, but it just wasn't the case. But yeah, 100 games for the Bulls, eh? Um, absolute legend human being, I'm told.
1: Yeah, um, fair play to yeah. him. And uh, Sean, I agree with you. I, I hope he gets back to his best because uh, yeah, when he is at his best, he's hell of a So yeah,
2: 100%. Yeah, I mean... Just picking up on what Jared said earlier, this is not a bad second, almost third team for the Bulls as well. I mean, I had my complaints seeing the team on Friday because I was a bit, yeah, it was like it's a big risk, obviously, playing like your second team at um, at home. Um, you know, you try to get at least the two wins at home out of the four so you can qualify for the last 16 and hopefully have home ground advantage. But yeah, I think some good performances, there's some players obviously coming back like Jacques Duplessis and, you know, he had a decent but a quiet game. But yeah, I think there's also still enough um, experience in that team and they're going with pretty much the same squad for the Exeter game on Saturday that they not should very... hopefully...
0: That's going to be yeah, hard. They'll,
2: they'll, they won't win or they. I'd be very surprised if they do. But yeah, it's it's not too bad. But yeah, I think they definitely got you know what they wanted out of it by exposing some youngsters by obviously getting the win as well which gives them a bit of flexibility for 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 the competition so if they get a bonus point in in sandy park and they get one more win when exeter comes to pretoria in january then they're qualified and probably near the top um you know top eight qualifiers to get a last 16 uh, a home game in the last 16. yeah Mm. yeah Mm. bulls rating out of 10 quick tap jared
1: Oh, I'm also gonna go hard with this one. I'll go an eight as well. Uh, For a young team to produce that against the Challenge Cup champions, we must just remember that. Mm. Um, I think it's a great result. And uh, yeah, also just a a word for Onuobieta who scored the um, an eight-man's dream try, chipping over the top from a scrum. So that was great to see as well. Um,
0: He shinned it. It no over. that's
1: fine doesn't matter it still <laughs> worked so <laughs> oh, I
0: was hosing myself but yeah there's some worried.
1: there's some real promise in that uh, some of those Bulls youngsters uh, you spoke about Linda. I uh, hear good things about Ludwig as well um, I'm quite a fan of Stian Kamp and uh, Ace as well they're big hard boys so I think it's it's definitely a uh, decent Bull squad overall yeah
0: Tyler out of
2: 10 yeah, I think you can give it an 8 as well. I'll give it an 8 as well. Um, also, it wasn't like an understrength Leon. Um, I thought they'd rest a lot more players than they did. I mean, you have Dylan Crotano who made, made it. Badu played at fullback with um, Nineshvili um, injured. Uh, Fletcher Smith was at 10. You know, it had a lot of the usual characters in their team and they played, um, and they played quite well, um, some of the key players. Ethan Dumortier is also someone that I think um, Sam Lawn has been highlighting. He has a thread of like um, almost like a Christmas um, Advent calendar of like different like things that he focuses on for the 25 days up to Christmas. And he was focusing on Dumortier and his um, you know ability at wing. So and obviously he scored a try. So very good performance against a decently strengthened um, French team. So uh, I think I'll, if I was Jake White to a Bulls fan, I'd definitely take that.
0: Okay, I, I was gonna and, go for a seven, but I'll I'll, I'll uh, definitely uh, definitely jump on and on an eight as well. Like you guys, you guys did, Jared.
1: Great stuff. No, no, no uh, I don't know if you guys saw it as well, but there's that uh, one French um, uh, online rugby um, site that uh, pretty much questioned whether Liam Coltman is actually a New Zealander because he just looks too Georgian, <laughs> which, Georgian I, which I quite enjoyed. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was that was some great banter. Okay, that wraps up the South Africans. We'll go through briefly, having a quick look at the rest of the results. So on Friday night in the opening game, London Irish lost narrowly to Montpellier, but this is after London Irish Agustin Creevy got red carded after half an hour. So incredible performance by London Irish, um, and uh, Montpellier ran out 27-32 uh, winners. Big one on Saturday, Russing 92 got taught a lesson in rugby by Leinster, um, at home. So Russing lost at home 10 42 to Leinster, which I didn't see coming. I uh, Russing want to think that they're contenders, but, uh, putting performances like that in is, is not ideal. Um, Gloucester poor won cooks. at home to poor cooks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's not on the pod, man. We, we know, we know how it goes. Um, Gloucester beats Bordeaux at home 22 17. Gloucester very quietly putting through some great performances, um, really building up quite nicely. Um quite an interesting few derbies gonna be in, in that area of the world with with Bath on the up, Bristol hoping to get better. So so that was that's quite something. Um, La Rochelle really put the hammer down against Saints. Didn't see that coming. A uh, 46-12 win for La Rochelle. But I, uh, I I thought Saints would probably put a little bit more in. Um, but, yeah, uh, early days, though. Castre uh, lost to Exeter at home with Rory Cockett coming out of retirement. He was named in the squad and he was named on the bench. Um Cockett came out of retirement because of a few injuries. He's been, since his retirement last year, has been coaching. But uh, yeah, 12-27, Exeter Chiefs won. Um, decent result for them. Um, I still think Chiefs are not quite what they were from a couple of years back. So I still think they're up for the taking. And then Sunday, things wrapped up. And this by far, for me, the, the performance of the weekend, without a shadow of a doubt, but Sharks beating Ulster 39-0. Can you believe it? Tyler, Jared, you guys watch any of that? Uh, we might as well talk about it like a South African game because all the big boys that performed were all South African on the day. And Rob Depreer put in another brilliant performance at 10 and <laughs> and as captain. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of guys. Akafana Mava beat beat more players than there were players on the field, I think. I think he was six players beaten for the day. But a flippant standout performance by Sale, Jared.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't actually watch the game, but I, I, I've seen a lot of uh, Rob Depria talk um, all around. So I also heard that uh, he pretty much had um, something to do with every single trial that they scored. So yeah, on base value, um, he had a hell of a game from what I hear. And I'm surprised you didn't lead with that, Sean, after running your Duprier, um brigade most of this uh, most of the season.
0: Well. Listen, he he has been playing well enough that he deserves to be in the conversation. And I know people are still, like, the only thing that can think about him is how he played when we lost to Wales in 300 years ago. So it's really hard to change people's perception. I just want people to think that he needs to be in the conversation. You don't, you don't perform in the premiership for a full season and then go and do this in the Champions Cup against Ulster and oh shit. Like... <laughs> You know, it's it's just one of those things. Needs to be in the conversation. He's not going to be in the conversation because Manny LeBox in the mix. Um, but I believe he can still. Both of them can still be in the in the conversation. You know, um, and then the other game, Saracens Edinburgh. Ah, Tyler. My bad. Sorry, my man. What did you want to add?
2: No, I can maybe just pick it up from there. Just a very quick point about my adopted Irish team, Ulster. Look at their meters gained from their inside backs. Nathan Doak, their scrum off, zero meters. Billy Burns, their fly off, zero meters. Um, Stuart McCloskey, their inside center and the big ball carrier, two meters or four carries.
1: James two, Hume, man.
2: obviously, we, two meters, that's crazy. Hume, who's obviously very highly rated outside center, three meters. Like, yeah, that's not going to win you any games.
0: And, you know, the the, the big thing, though, is, like, if you... I'm just going to quickly pull up this, this team, but I mean, they were up against, let's see who they're up against. Now for the life of me, I can't think. So Rob Dupree was playing, um, was playing a 10. Now, why can I not find this team sheet?
1: But if you look at that, yeah. Rob it's Dupree just, was a Flaherty. 10. So. To a laggy, Sorry? James, Sam James. So it was Tom yep. Flahetti, um, to a laggy, Sam James, Aaron Reed, and Joe Carpenter that's that, another name to watch out for which just by the way Peck, Carpenter the,
0: the 10 12 13 those are big guys so yeah, I can see totally how how Burns Mklosky, and Hume didn't make yards too lucky went off I honestly thought it was a broken uh, a, a broken jaw that was a crazy 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 tackle should have been a red card was cited but uh, but yeah a tough a tough day for Ulster um, the men wearing the chappies outfits. Um, can I tell you something hilarious yesterday? I was driving and I saw, uh, a, 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 um, a bus, a bus shelter advertising of chappies and I couldn't stop to take a photo, but I want to take that photo. I'll go on Tuesday and get it. Um, hopefully I'll see it again and I'll send it to all our, um, all of our friends throughout the world and they can have a look at, uh, at what we talk about when we say the Chappies is the they look like the Chappies outfit. <laughs> Saracens, um, Saracens beat Edinburgh 30-26. I thought Saracens would probably put a little bit more on them, but Edinburgh put in a massive shot. Munster did, did you, hear uh, um, Farrell
1: speak after the game? Though he he was pretty ble- uh pretty blunt about it. Asked him about the team's no, performance, and he said, "Well, pretty average, to be fair." <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's not good enough for Saracens. I uh, didn't watch the game. Munster to lose. I tell you, Munster were working it and working it bloody hard. But I will say something. I'm, I'm very quiet around the Antoine DuPont, and he's like the greatest ever. But Antoine DuPont was at the heart of everything, defensively on attack and everything. He, he kept Toulouse in the game when they were under pressure, and then they came back to win it. So Munster 13, Toulouse eight in the mistiest of mist ever game nearly called off. Yeah. Um, and then the final game of the weekend, Osprey's lost narrowly at home to Leicester Tigers. Um, 1723. Again, I thought Tigers would probably put a little bit more, put a bit more on the mix, but, but yeah, Jared, a little bit. You want to wrap up the, the champions cup before I go into the fixtures.
1: Yeah, um, I think you touched on pretty much all of it. Um, the thing on Dupont, Pont, I think, funny enough, I think he actually plays better for Toulouse than he does for France, which is, that sounds weird to say. He's is a great player, but he, he just seems to like it. Like Toulouse is sort of his team kind of thing, and France is like a, a squad effort, if I can put it like that. Um, I don't know. It just uh, sort of feels like that to me. Um, I think Toulouse just sort of got the muscle up front and. Munster could only hang on for so long um, and they sort of on the they're on an upward trajectory and that's just not working out for them just yes yet. Um, yeah, and then I think you're pretty spot on with Saracens, um, not good enough. And yeah, Anthony Watson's try to win it for Lesser Tigers. Man, they, they say that, um, I think it was off his left foot that he stepped. Um, that was the foot that he had, the Achilles injury. So... It's great to see him back and firing for them. And uh, yeah, I think uh, once Steve Walthwick gets his hands on that uh, England team, he will definitely be back and firing at fullback.
0: Yeah, that's, that was quite stunning. Um, in closing, we're going to go quickly through the, the, the Challenge Cup, the South African sides. Um, as Jared mentioned, it was close but no cigar for Lions at home on Saturday against Dragons, 31-all. Good effort by Dragons, to be fair. And then one of the big results of the weekend for me is Cheetahs winning away at Pau in France. I thought that was a, that was a great result. A little bit of RG bargy after the game. Jared, you reckon their coach is going to cop a hefty ban? I mean, he did grab the, the referee's shoulder. They, they're looking at it quite seriously. It could be a 40-week ban, they're talking.
1: Yeah, I, I think the entry, the lower entry points is 24 weeks. And uh, so, so yeah, pretty much uh, it should shouldn't should go without saying that uh, you shouldn't be grabbing a referee after a match regardless of the results or how hard you grab him or anything. And so, yeah, he pretty much grabbed the referee, trying to have a chat with him. Um, the referee uh, pulled his arm away. And uh, I think it was AP that put it out and said uh, he had, um, the referee had uh, serious "Don't touch me on my studio" vibes about it, and <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, n- not a great uh, viewing for AB overall. And uh, hopefully, a big ban is slapped on him. So, yeah, onwards and upwards. Yeah. It was a uh, it was a tense finish for both teams. Uh, Power felt like they got the hard end of the the cause. I thought they were pretty spot on by the referee. They were marginal calls, like they were tight, but he, I think he got them right. So, yeah, in, in the moment that can get uh, ugly, but yeah, it's disappointing. That it did go that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, quick little look through the the weekend's fixtures. Jared, I'm going to go through them and then I want you to tell me your your matchup of the weekend. But on Friday night, we've got Leinster versus Gloucester. I think that's going to be one-way traffic. Bordeaux versus Sharks in France could be a goodie. Exeter versus Bulls. We spoke about that. Great game on Saturday to start things off. Edinburgh Castre, Leon Saracens. I'm looking forward to seeing what Saracens bring. They're gonna they're gonna have to lay it down. Um, didn't Leo, didn't Saracens lose to Leon last year? No. I can't yes. remember. Leicester Tigers versus Clermont, that should be good. But an away game for Clermont. Ulster versus La Rochelle. Now that's going to be interesting, especially after Ulster's performance and La Rochelle's performance, but again, away. Stormers at home to London Irish. Could be interesting considering how London Irish put, uh, put the game uh, did on, 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 on Friday. Saturday finishes up with Montpellier versus Ospreys. Sunday, Saints versus Munster. Toulouse versus Sale. There's possibly the game of the weekend for me. And then, Possibly another game of the weekend is Harlequins versus Rusting 92 to wrap things up. So we've got a great Sunday ahead. Jared, just quickly before my laptop dies, we're out of power on my side of the world. Um, What's your, your game of the weekend?
1: uh, I think I'm going to go Sunday's game, um, Harlequins versus Racinante 2. I just think it might be an entertaining one. Um, Like you said, there's a lot of great matchups throughout the weekend. On Saturday, I'll pick one out as well. I'm going to say Leicester Tigers versus Clermont, two sides that are European giants going head-to-head and both looking to revive and come back um, to their old glory days. And Friday, I'll also say Leinster uh, Leicester versus Gloucester.
0: Well, Leinster-Gloucester, I think it's going to be one-way traffic. I, I do really I don't think, think so. that. I think Gloucester will put up a fight. Um, mm. But I'm looking forward to Leicester versus Clermont. I think that'll be one-way traffic as well. Um, I think Clermont will crumble. And then Quinn's rushing is going to be flipping crackerjack. Those last two games on Sunday are going to be absolutely world-class. Gents, uh Tyler, unfortunately we lost him, so um he did send us a message <laughs> and he says goodbye to everybody. Um Jared, thank you so much. Absolutely great chatting to you again. Um but yeah, great that wraps back, up a, Yeah, sorry, Matt. Sorry. Um uh that wraps up a rugby bits pod that everyone's been waiting for and we've been dying to to deliver and hopefully we'll be back on the airwaves a little bit more frequently. Um uh hopefully for some bigger and better things. But thanks to everyone, Jared. All the best in the cold weather in the UK. And here's to another South African great performance this weekend in, in Europe.
1: Yeah, thanks, Sean.